0: To help solve the problem of getting its vast inventory of analog holdings online, the Library of Congress has been turning to crowdsourcing, enlisting volunteers to look at and read and transcribe documents. The latest completed project makes available thousands of letters written to Abraham Lincoln while he was president. For details, Federal News Network's Jared Serbu spoke with the Library's digital collection specialist, Carlin Osborne. Carlin, I think that before we talk at all about the collection itself, Take us through just a little bit procedurally. How does this crowdsource transcription process work?
1: Absolutely. By the People is a volunteer engagement program where we invite the public to transcribe documents on the Library of Congress's website. Since launching in 2018, we've done 18 public releases, which we call campaigns, where we upload materials onto onto our website, which is crowd.loc.gov. And those represent a wide variety of material from the library, including the Rosa Parks papers, letters to Teddy Roosevelt, Spanish legal documents from the 16th and 17th century, and letters to Lincoln, which just finished last month. Um, so technically what happens is we bring material into our website, crowd.loc.gov. And then when all of that material has been transcribed, we take those transcriptions and pull them back to the library's main website. And when they're back on the library's main website, they become keyword searchable and available for um, reading by screen readers. So it makes our collections both more discoverable and accessible.
0: And the Lincoln question that you just wrapped up that you mentioned, or I'm sorry, the Lincoln collection that you just wrapped up that you mentioned Um Tell us a little bit about that collection itself. As I understand it, a, a fair amount of President Lincoln's papers had already been imaged and transcribed. And then there was another subset that was imaged but not yet transcribed. Is that about right?
1: Precisely. So the, so the Lincoln collection that we have at the Library of Congress is around 40,000 documents or items. We kind of use those words interchangeably. And there was a previous transcription project with, with Knox College in Illinois where they were focusing on making transcriptions for letters that Lincoln had written himself. So our program filled in the gap by focusing on around 28,000 other pages that hadn't been transcribed previously. So these 28,000 pages or assets, we call them too, uh, were transcribed by volunteers for the Library of Congress. And how our program works is we have these pages one transcriber will go through and do the initial transcription for the page and then we have a second transcriber go through and they review it so they either mark that page as complete like it looks good it's ready to go or they can reopen it to make more edits and so that way we have um, two pairs of eyes at least on every single document that gets transcribed so we were just filling in the gap for what knox college decided to not focus on
0: I, I've got to say, looking at some of these images, they they are incredibly hard to decipher to my eyes. So I'm certainly not going to criticize anyone's accuracy. But but how much did these volunteers' transcription accuracy vary from person to person, and how important is you know letter perfect accuracy?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So the goal of our program is to make these pages more discoverable and accessible for everyone so we're not aiming for perfection we're looking for stuff that's good enough and our program focuses on collections of the library that aren't susceptible to really good machine reading like um, you might have heard you might have uh, come across the term OCR sure. or optical character recognition so we pick items and documents that aren't good for that so that could include, handwritten documents. Um, some of these documents, you know, they were originally on microfilm. And so the scans aren't really great. So the typeface isn't read very clearly. Some of the documents have bleed through. So you can actually see like writing from the other page. So that's what we focus on. So anything that the transcribers and volunteers for our program, anything they can do to make the program, to make these pages more discoverable is good enough for us. And in general, studies do suggest that human transcription is more reliable than OCR in the first place.
0: So now that this large Lincoln collection is discoverable, as you've looked through it, any personal favorites, anything that's particularly interesting to you that that we might not have seen before?
1: Yes, one of my personal favorites uh, is a letter sent in the 1830s to Abraham Lincoln, but it was sent to him in his capacity when he was serving as postmaster in New Salem, Illinois. And this letter was sent from a Mr. March in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and it accounts um, of a tornado hitting down in New Hampshire. And I actually have the line right here, if that would be interesting to read out for everybody. Sure. OK, so here it goes. On the night of 17 August, a, tor- a tornado passed over this place, laid the fences flat, rooted up trees, blew down corn and done other damage. The next morn by daylight, as I was putting up my fence, two great wolves walked along unconcerned within 30 yards of me. I tried to scare them by taking off my hat and running towards them, but they would not quicken their gait. They are the only ones I have seen. So now that we have this transcription, and this transcription is already back on the library's main website. And what this means is if you type the word tornado into the Library of Congress's catalog or uh, main search function at loc.gov, you're going to get this transcription that was made by one of our volunteers.
0: How, how do you determine, you know, which, which sorts of collections are good candidates? I mean, you already mentioned things that things that are not susceptible to OCR, but in terms of types of content, how do you decide what to prioritize for this crowdsourced project?
1: So we work very closely with curators in different parts of the Library of Congress. And actually, we rely on them to come up with proposals for content and collections. So we work with curators from the manuscript division, and they're the ones that come up with proposals for materials from their collections that they think would be good candidates for our website. And it's important to note that candidates for our website are materials that are already up on the library's website. So I mentioned the Rosa Parks papers, letters to Teddy Roosevelt. Those collections are already available at loc.gov. So curators look at what's already available online, and then they tell us, actually, this would be a great collection for your website.
0: And I imagine also for the process to really work, it needs to be the sort of collection that's going to generate enough public interest that people are going to care enough to generate large numbers of people to actually do this work.
1: Absolutely. And we also like to think of this as an opportunity to focus on some of the smaller collections that are also available on the website. So it's a good way to um, highlight some of our smaller collections, but then also get transcriptions for some of our heavy hitters like Teddy Roosevelt, uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, and like Rosa Parks.
0: So you you have done you have done previous collections via crowdsourcing. I'm sure Lincoln is not the end. What what else is in the pipeline?
1: So uh, just this past week. We published 42,000 images of documents from uh, the records of the National American Women's Suffrage Association. And this association was formed in 1890 and contributed to major suffrage victories out west at the end of the century. So this launch was time to coincide with the, with the centennial celebrations for the 19th Amendment. And already, over just this past about week and a half, we've had 300 people begin transcribing over 5,000 pages. And we're so excited to see the enthusiasm and uptake on this one collection. And we're also gonna be involved with the National Book Festival this year, which is gonna be all virtual. And the National Book Festival runs from Friday, September 25 through Sunday, September 27. And as a part of the National Book Festival, we're gonna be launching additional materials into two of our existing campaigns. So we're gonna be adding documents to Walt Whitman And we're also gonna be adding additional documents into the historical Spanish legal documents campaign. So that's coming up just this month. And then in October, we're also gonna be releasing our first campaign from our rare book division. And we're really excited about this one. It's launching during the week of Halloween, and it's gonna include 4,600 pages from the Houdini collection about crystal and mirror gazing. Wow. So we have some big things coming up this year and we're really excited to get these into the hands of everybody.
0: Carlin Osborne, a digital collection specialist at the Library of Congress, speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. We'll post this interview and a link to the library's crowdsourcing initiative at federalnewsnetwork.com.
1: Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa.
0: Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.